This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. My least favorite food is probably Thanksgiving food. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, like everything? The turkey, the sweet potatoes. Oh yeah, the turkey. Stuffing. You have to add the flavoring to turkey and mashed potatoes are usually not very flavorful. So I have to add things in there. But yeah, I think that's my least favorite. <laughs> this is the question where I start to hate our guests. I don't know why I keep asking it. <laughs> he gets so offended. He's like, what do you mean you don't like those things? Well, my Caribbean mother-in-law makes this great turkey because she puts hot sauce and Ooh, that sounds really a good. whole bunch of other spices. So turkey doesn't have to be. I know what you're talking about. The very traditional American way of doing things. Yeah. You can spice things up, girl. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you my sister's cranberry chutney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just do it with a twist. Welcome to Modern Minorities. This is the show about work and life, told through the lens of what makes each of us different. I'm Sharon Lee Tony, a Chinese-American girl born and raised in New York City. And I'm Raman Segal, an Indian-American boy who came from Alabama with a banjo on my knee. Through conversations with some really interesting people, we uncover the stories, perspectives, and often unspoken truths about how our guests uniquely experience the world. It doesn't matter where you're from, the color of your skin, or who you love. We're all minorities somehow but we're no one's model minority. This is a show about all of you for all of us. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Robin. So what are you doing for Thanksgiving this week? We're going to have a small Thanksgiving because we're not going anywhere because, you know, COVID. So I'm going to prepare Thanksgiving for four people, (laughs) which almost seems overly indulgent. Cooking for four people might be overly indulgent by your standards. <laughs> no, I just mean to have like, you know, a 15 pound turkey that- You're doing a probably... turkey? Oh yeah. Yeah. You need th- turkey on Thanksgiving, Dude, don't I you? I read that there's like a surplus of turkeys because people aren't buying them because they're not doing big gatherings, which makes me feel good because that means people are being responsible this year. They are. Yeah, they are. But we have to have turkey for Thanksgiving. Are you going to do a turkey or is your better half going to make the turkey? I'm I'm going to make the turkey. But it's going to be the first time that I do it without my mother-in-law's help. So she has this amazing recipe. So you're going to have her on FaceTime like the whole time? (laughs) She doesn't even know how to use FaceTime. (laughs) And no one's going to be on that side helping to set up with the tech. So I'm probably not eating this turkey, Sharon. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be good, though. She does a Caribbean-style turkey, and it's the most delicious thing ever. And I've done it at our house for the last two years, but she's always come over the day before, all sneaky-like. She'll be like, oh, I just want to come and drop off some things before everybody arrives tomorrow. But that's code for- That's passive-aggressive want- mother yeah, yeah, that's passive-aggressive. <laughs> I want to be the one to marinate this turkey. <laughs> and unfortunately, she's not going to be able to do that this year. So I'll probably call her a couple of times to help with preparing it. And how about you? What are you guys going to do? It's just, you know, the three of us, we keep going back and forth on, should we just order some stuff from Whole Foods? But then we're like, you know, maybe we'll just, I'm really good at sides. So we don't know what the entree is. Although years ago, when my sister was in residency, 
we used to go to her house because, you know, she's like back and forth to the hospital and she would make this. I mean, this is like a, such a college dish, but it was like a cornflake encrusted chicken. Wow. And since it's just like the three of us, I was like, that could be pretty easy to make and fun. So I was texting her about the recipe. So I don't know what the entree is going to be, but, you know, just the three of us around the house. We originally thought this is like a month or two ago, you know, the Northeast were kind of good from numbers. We're like, oh, you know, we'll just have our other set of really close friends. We've been like going to the botanical gardens within the Bronx and it's just, it's getting bad out there. And so mm-hmm. it's not even responsible. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. The, I, I just heard another podcast, like our, our men and women in uniform sacrifice the holidays all the time. Right. So right. it's not asking much to just stay at home, not see anyone. I'm genuinely worried though, about people thinking Thanksgiving gets to be the exception. For me, I'm like this year, just, you know, have a nice meal with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hear that your cheesy potatoes are something to talk about. You want to tell our (laughs) listeners about this? As she reads the outline. (laughs) I'm like, you you wrote something about cheesy potatoes. I want to hear what what are these cheesy potatoes? (laughs) They're epic. And every time my work, you know, work does like the startups have been at, we always do like a Thanksgiving potluck where everyone brings a dish and everyone brings like the homemade aunts, blah, whatever. Right. Right. And I bring these Betty Crocker four cheese (laughs) potatoes and it is the only thing that there's not any leftovers. of. And first I was like, yeah, I'm awesome. Cheesy potatoes are awesome. But here's what it is. You're eating all this other stuff, especially at a potluck that's other people's family recipes. Right, right. <laughs> you're not sure if you like it. You'll try a little. But cheesy potatoes are kind of like Kraft <laughs> Mac and cheese. It's just comfort food. <laughs> so so anyway, literally, I think- you're, you're talking like the the box potatoes. Like you yeah, literally box, are just adding water potatoes. and some milk. And You don't even know. It- the new mixes have all that stuff already built in. Oh, you my God. You just need the hot water and stir. <laughs> it's great. I think butter maybe. So Sharon, I got to ask, what's your go-to dish? What's your go-to dish? Mine for Thanksgiving, probably my apple pie. So I make a really, it's it's actually my mom's recipe, but an apple crumb pie. And I love, it's super easy to make. And it's the same thing. It's like, maybe just because it's apple pie, like no one really has like a mom's super mom recipe. You know, like there's no special, special. I mean, I think George Washington did, but sure. Maybe. Yeah, maybe him. But usually like that's a fan favorite because it's it's flavors that people recognize and I'm not really riffing off of the cinnamon, the sugar mix too much. So Oh man. Thanksgiving is just my favorite holiday. Because it is a holiday, but it's not. And I hate with Black Friday that's gone kind of commercialized, but you can't really yeah. it's just about getting together with family and friends and eating. And again, always used to love flying home or mom and dad coming up or my my sister. And I mean, we've done a few Thanksgivings on our own with friends where we'll cook like a brunch first. You know, mm-hmm. I think a few years ago, we just went to a restaurant, <laughs> but it's, it's just about like shutting down for a bit. And it's a very yeah. American, even though our friends in Canada already had theirs, I think a couple weeks ago, it's just, there's no pretension to the holiday. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Me too. I think, I mean, we've hosted now for the last couple of years and I never, I'm like not a Martha Stewart type at all. I'm really not a big, you know, I love cooking, but I don't do it often. And I just, I love that it's, it's food that brings people together in that way. And Thanksgiving's a, a really great way to celebrate that. And it's also, I mean, food is also kind of central to what you and I always talk about on this show, right, Raman? Because we've been talking about food since before the show, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just love food, but I love how we have all of our guests talk about their favorite mom dishes and their favorite recipes as well. Yeah. Oh my, it's like, 
it's the worst question ever because at the end of every podcast, I'm like, I'm so hungry. I know. <laughs> like, and we usually record in the afternoon right before yep. dinner. So I usually go ruin my appetite. Well, it's actually inspired me to plan out my dinner for that night. If I hear that someone's had spicy crab or something, I'm like, yeah, we're going to do that tomorrow night. Or we're definitely going to order from that amazing pho place down the block or whatever. So it's great. Yeah, I feel like we could write a book with, with all the mom dish stuff. We should. We should totally do a cookbook one day. It'd probably be more popular than the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... So for this episode, this very special Thanksgiving episode, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, we thought we'd feature some of the favorite mom dishes that we heard from our guests. So I don't know. How do we want to do this? So much, so much food, so little time, Sharon. I think we should come up with our ideal Thanksgiving meal using our guest's favorite mom recipes. Oh, man. Get out the antacids, guys. This is going to be good. (laughs) All right. So I think first we got to have some appetizers. So I'm thinking a soup. I think a soup. Soup Soup is is a great one. So Kim Tai told us about- Oh, yeah. From Ganesh Space. Yep. She told us about this great Vietnamese soup that her mom makes. What's your favorite mom dish? Oh, man. My favorite mom dish. I have so many favorite mom dishes. My mom's a really, really good cook, which is actually a really high bar for me to to fill. So I think my mom, my favorite mom dish or favorite dish in general is there's this Vietnamese soup where it's made, she like stews and braises pork for 48 hours in this tomato broth with onions and scallions. And you're not really able to find it in Vietnamese restaurants, which makes it even more elusive and (laughs) alluring for me because I can't get it anywhere other than at home from my mom. It's a very sort of home style country dish but I love it and there's vermicelli inside and there's some veggies but it just really really reminds me of home and it's just that warm filling in your belly that I get when I eat it and all of the feelings too that come with that warm feeling so it's a it's a win-win all the way so hang on but something I get told by my wife who's Asian she's not Vietnamese but eating soup at the beginning, Asian soup at the beginning of a meal is a very Western thing because you're supposed to, I think, have soup at the end of the meal, aren't you? Um, you actually stumped me with that one. I think fake yeah, Chinese <laughs> person. <laughs> I'm like trying to think now. Well, we have soup when I've had multiple course meals at Chinese restaurants. We've done soup at the beginning, and then usually there's like a dessert soup at the end. So is Wait, that like what a dessert wife... soup? Like, does it have like marshmallows and stuff? No, in it? it's like yeah, like it's like a sweet. Usually, like it's a sweet bean soup, or sometimes oh, it's yeah. a taro soup. You guys right? and your beans and taro. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> for us is dessert. So that's what I'm thinking of. But I don't think I've ever had a savory soup at the end of a meal. Okay, not in my family anyway. But... All right. Well, what else can we put at the front of this meal? I'm thinking stay in the Chinese food realm. I need some dumplings. I love dumplings. Exactly. Dumplings are definitely needed. All right. Well, I think the Jay Wong had a great dumpling recommendation. He sure did. What's your favorite mom dish? Favorite mom dish? Yeah. The, like the as in like mom, something your mom oh. makes that you want to go home and eat right now. Dumplings? Yeah. What kind? What's in them? What's How in does them? she make them? Soy sauce, pork, veggies, fried, but not too fried. Inside is still just like moist and soft enough. So it's not like overcooked. It's good. Yum. And she makes them from scratch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's really good. Commitment right there. 
right there. So do you make your dumplings from scratch, Sharon? My grandma used to, but... <laughs> Way to dodge that. <laughs> and I used to help her. <laughs> we, no, my wife's been lately buying like the pre-made wrappers, but then mm -hmm. we make the stuffing and then her and my daughter, like they sit down and they stuff them together. It's, it's really so sweet nice. to watch that. That's really great. And I just eat them. I just like, I can inhale. I can put a hurt on some dumplings. Well, it's an art form. Stuffing them and then stuffing yourself like with them. Wrapping, well, ra no, wrapping the dumplings <laughs> themselves. Like I feel like I've I've had moments where I've overstuffed the dumpling skin, the dumpling wrapper, and then the filling kind of comes out when you cook them. It's an art form. What I like about dumplings too is they're usually made during holidays and special occasions, so we can have Thanksgiving dumplings as an appetizer. All right, enough appetizers. Let's let's move on to the main course. So, okay. I don't know. What are you feeling, Sharon? Well, I think. Turkey's a big one for us here in the U.S., but we've heard a lot of other dishes from our guests that are maybe chicken related. So there was a great chicken sog that your doppelganger told us about. Yeah, I hear, I hear it wins at work parties, unlike the cheesy potatoes. It's <laughs> like your cheesy potatoes. <laughs> What's your favorite mom dish? Definitely chicken sog, which is a spinach-based curry dish. I would have had it when I went back for the holidays in December, but when my mum was here in Boston last year, she was here for like three weeks and I think she made it like five times <laughs> when she was here. And actually about a year or two ago, she made it for all of my team in the office. And to this day, everyone still talks about oh my, <laughs> the day that I bought the chicken sag. It was like a monumental day, you know, bigger than any client win or any, it was like... <laughs> It was like light bulb moment of, oh my God, that was the greatest thing ever. So yeah, my mom makes pretty awesome Indian food and th that's the dish which I adore. Yeah. I love that his mom brings food to the office <laughs> and that that was like the thing people remember <laughs> the most. It's so good. It's so good. That's really good. But you know Wait. what? One of our first guests, my friend Bevan, he's South African, but he's like a better Indian cook than me. I joke that he's more Indian than me. And he's literally brought his curries over when you could get together with people. And he told us about his mutton curry. Yeah, that sounds amazing. What's your favorite mom dish? Wait, what's a mom dish? You got to educate me on this. It's what your mom makes. What's the favorite? Oh, oh, what, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> to do, oh, there's so many. The, I'll go with chicken curry, straight up. Is that I swear curry. to God, you were totally like racially yeah, appropriating me, Bevan. This is not cool. Dude, chicken curry or even I'll go mutton, mutton curry, but then you pour it into a loaf of bread and you eat it with your hands. It's called a bunny chow. Amazing. Uh, Ooh. Sounds amazing. Yeah. That's and then good. the side salad is grated carrots, chilies, and vinegar. Oh, man. It's the best. Bunny chow. It's called a bunny chow. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it sounds delicious. And then Ida told us about a chicken stew with pomegranates called, I think, Faishinjan. Is that how we pronounce it? I don't know. It's Iranian. My Farsi is very bad, but let's take a listen. What is your favorite mom dish? A dish called Fesinjun. So it's a Persian dish that is made with chicken, pomegranate sauce, and walnuts. So it's sweet and sour-ish at the same time. That you guys rock. Really good. It yeah. is so good. 
Iranians rock the cooking with pomegranates. Like we have a thing of pomegranate sauce that we bought from an Iranian grocery store down the street. And it is one of our go-to condiments. <laughs> it's so good. I'm telling you, Fesenjun is life-changing. If you haven't tried it, find a Persian restaurant and give it a try. You can put pomegranates in anything and I am... I'm on. Let's do it. I, I, was, I love pomegranates. I was just thinking that. And it's it's funny because I don't really like raisins in anything, but pomegranates gives it a different, it's sweet and tart, but it still kind of gives it a different twist. We were in Morocco once and growing up, my mom would always like bring pomegranates, but in my grown up life, not a lot. And my wife and I were in Morocco and there was a guy selling pomegranates on the side of the street. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take one. And what he does, he grabs a machete he slices oh it in half and like flips it inside out in like a plastic bag and then hands it to you and you hand him like a dollar. <laughs> and I'm like, I really hope that knife is clean, but man, these pomegranate seeds are. <laughs> it's very funny. All right. This whole meal is getting a little ethnic for me. I, yeah. We, let's get to some standards. I was just going to say if there were kids are involved, usually like my kids are not going to eat anything with pomegranate seeds. So one of their fan favorites is fried chicken, just good old fried chicken. And Suzanne Sinatra told us about her favorite dish. What's your favorite mom dish? Fried chicken. Fried chicken. How does she make it? Just like Southern? No. Style. She doesn't make it with all that flour and stuff on it. She just seasons it really, really well mm-hmm. with like fresh herbs like thyme and rosemary mm-hmm. and just lets it sit overnight and then just puts it in some good old Crisco lard. Nice. Make that bitch fry. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Some good old Crisco. <laughs> all you need. That makes the best fried chicken. I wonder, yeah. do you think... Have you ever tried putting cornflakes on fried chicken? Dude, that's literally what I said. I'm going to do this exactly. year. <laughs> Come on. No, that's why I said it like that. <laughs> Fine. Maybe that wasn't so funny. <laughs> I'm laughing with you. I know. Not at you. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, but you know, okay. So comfort food, comfort food. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe a casserole. A casserole. Yeah. With like some cheese. Yeah. Karen told us about her chicken enchilada casserole very very kentucky dish but really good i've had it in madison wisconsin i've had it in birmingham alabama give me some chicken enchilada casserole what's your favorite mom dish so my mom makes a chicken enchilada casserole that is basically nothing but chicken tortillas and like lots of cream and cheese and you bake it in the oven for an hour or whatever and it's like an affront to actual mexican cuisine but it is really good (laughs) oh that sounded so good with cheese and cream and tortilla chips like i am in i'm pretty sure we alienated all of latin america all all of our latin american guests and listeners (laughs) and so i think we got to show them a little bit of love so i'm gonna throw one in that i don't know where it belongs on this menu But when I went to Venezuela years ago, after going out to some clubs, which I got forced to go into by my friend Alejandro, we went to like a late night arepa bar. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've ever had arepas, but they are so, so good. What's your favorite mom dish? Well, my my mom doesn't cook, so (laughs) my mom always was a working woman, always in a corporate office and stuff like that. So... My dad was very great in the opposite. He was the, he was the one that cooked, and I guess my 
one of the things that he did, which I do also very well, is Arepas, which is a Venezuelan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you, yeah, they have it yeah. in New York. Yeah. It's like, so that, I guess that could be one of the things that I miss from my dad. Dude. This is our first favorite dad dish. Yeah. I've only had them at street fairs. I feel like I've only had like, the cheaper version of them. But they oh, were. Man. It sucks you don't live in the city anymore. There's a really good place in the East Village called Caracas. And I said that like a Spanish speaking guy, <laughs> not Caracas. <laughs> but yeah, man. Arepas from Venezuela. I think the one I like is called the Dirty Blonde because it's like shredded chicken and shredded cheese <laughs> and then nice. throw in a quail egg for good measure. <laughs> nice. Sounds delicious. So delicious. Well, we're going to need some sides. And one of my favorites for Thanksgiving is a good mac and cheese, like just a good basic mac and cheese. You can you can mix things in there, I guess, like maybe some truffle oil or I've seen people do like hot dogs or something equally as like yucky but yummy. And Kenyatta told us about his mom's mac and cheese. What is your favorite mom dish? Oh my gosh. It would have to be it's kind of one or two things. It's either macaroni and cheese uh-huh. or it's sweet potato pie. Mm-hmm. Two um, Southern classics. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, if you get it right, sweet potato pie, I could sit and eat an entire one in one sitting. For me, yeah. Just the thought of it makes me think back to Thanksgivings with grandmothers and aunts and uncles. And my mom had eight brothers and sisters. So her, her father was a pastor. And so they don't really believe in contraception, clearly. And so she had lots of siblings. And so the house during Thanksgiving, when I was a kid, either at my grandparents' house or at my parents' house was always full and everyone cooked. And so for me, that would be it. Oh man, that makes me not just hungry, but it's thinking about family. I think that's the biggest thing about this year. Never mind Thanksgiving. Like I'm over it in terms of we got to all kind of have shared sacrifice and do it alone. But that's been the toughest part of this year is just not being around all the family, catching up with siblings, letting my daughter see her cousins. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. And it's also relating a dish to a person as well, right? At these family gatherings, the same way that you bring your cheesy potatoes or whatever it is that you would bring, someone's always designated to bring something else, like a specific dish there too. So are you known for your apple pie? I'm known for my apple pie. Yeah, I am actually. It's famous. I'm famous for my apple pie. Speaking of secret ingredients, uh, our friend Joe, the nicest VC in the world, told us about his mom's mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite mom dish? My favorite mom dish is probably my mom's mashed potatoes. I just love, I mean, I'm a European mutt, but she's got a lot of Irish and she makes fantastic. Yeah. What's the secret ingredient in there? What does she put in there that makes it special? I, don't really, I think she uses like potato rice or something. Somehow they're always very fluffy, like much better than you get somewhere else. Sounds great. I loved hearing about Joe's mom's mashed potatoes because my mom's mashed potatoes came out of the box. So I grew up with powdered potatoes mixed with milk or maybe not even like now you're actually, you've opened my eyes, Roman. Maybe it was just water. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact Joe's mom used a potato ricer to kind of get that consistency is a good little cooking tip right there. So that's perfect. Yeah, you You need the staples. But you know, something I've come to appreciate as a grown-up because I never ate it but my wife some it is like corned beef and one of our guests Dr. Nzinga was talking about corned beef and cabbage my mom used to make a corned beef and cabbage as well and she would boil all the potatoes and 
She put some carrots in it and some cabbage. But I have to say, I love you, mom. It didn't take, it sounds like this may have tasted more flavorful than what we got at home. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know what my, my favorite corned beef dish now is, is the breakfast dish, corned beef hash. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's got, the way we make it is we put all these like almost semi-sweet spices in it, like nutmeg mm-hmm. and stuff like that in it. Oh, oh that yeah. sounds good. I've had corned beef hash with like the spicier version. So peppers and onions and I like it that way. My uh, my really daughter was at daycare and they were asking about, you know, what everyone's favorite breakfasts are. <laughs> and we're kind of breakfast snobs when it comes to cooking. And so everyone's like, cereal, pancakes. <laughs> and my daughter's like, sausage, biscuits, and gravy, corned nice. beef hash. Nice. We're spoiling this kid with good breakfast food. You're secretly one-upping the parents too at daycare. <laughs> I'm a one. As my friend Devin told me, I am a one-upper. So if I have to do it, they're my daughter too. Yeah. So great. Let's take a listen. Dr. Nzinga about corn, beef, and cabbage. What is your favorite mom dish? Wait, that my mom cooks or that I cook as a mom? That your mom corn, cooks. Corn, beef, and cabbage. Hands down mm. over cornbread. <laughs> mm. I'm going to text her after this now that you brought it up. No, yeah. but you offered the other one. We're all parents. What's your go-to? What's your mom dish? <laughs> Thank you for assuming that I have a mom dish. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite mom dish comes from Blue Apron. So whatever Blue Apron nice. sits me in the box. Are they a sponsor of your podcast? Not, they on. totally should be. My Literally, they my should. youngest son, who is it, is like, hands down, naturally a gifted, talented, creative culinary person. He's 13. How old is he? He's 13. Oh, I thought you were going to be like three. And I was like, I'm a terrible parent. Yeah. <laughs> well, it started from when he was three. He actually launched a turkey pepperoni chips business when he was six. What? Yeah, super. That's adorable. So, so cute. Oh my gosh. But he wrote in a birthday message to me one year, you're the best cook I've ever known. And I literally almost sent it to Blue Apron. Like I would like, if I was given a speech, first I would like to thank God who makes all things possible and Blue Apron (laughs) who made this birthday (laughs) Make my kids believe in me. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to blow your mind though for a second. So, but, and you kind of, you got at it with your question about the question. We've done probably like 50 episodes of this where we've asked that one. It's my favorite question to ask the mom dish one. And we're going to have a cookbook about it. I guarantee one day. But we, the three of us as parents, are in the middle of creating the answer to that question for our kids right now. Yeah. And when I stop to think about it, I get really anxious in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, geez. (laughs) Is this a good memory or a bad memory I'm creating right now? That's great. It's pretty cool, though. I know. The first time Roman said that to me, I was like... Oh shit, I better I better get this right. It's one of the things I struggle <laughs> with most because I definitely part of the love I experienced from my mom. You hear me getting choked up. So you might you might meet your goal. Yes, I knew we would do it before <laughs> the podcast ends. She's like going. <laughs> incredible hands down as a mom and part of that is her cooking. And so that has been one of the things I said like I'm going to learn how to do this for my kids. But then I also just had to take my own advice, which is don't recreate the wheel. If there's <laughs> use your village. So Blue Apron is part of my village. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're all going to find out our mom dishes were like joy of cooking dishes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like they didn't make these up. No. In 
like put the flour on your nose. What? That was Betty Crocker. I thought mashed potatoes came out of a box until I was 12, just so you know, because that's how my mom made mashed potatoes. <laughs> but you loved it then. You were like, my mom loved it. I did. That was, like, that's it. that was like, that was my favorite that thing that she made as a kid. And then I was like, wait, Hungry Jack is not the only way to make mashed potatoes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, this is a, a nerdy business story, but it's worth saying. So the makers of Duncan Hines, the cake mix, right? They yeah. made the most convenient, just to add water, cake mix. And sales were not well. And what they found out was when they interviewed moms doing like consumer research is that the moms felt like they didn't love their kids enough. So what they do, did, they took out the powdered eggs. So you had to physically add an egg to the instant cake mix. And that's to this day that still exists with cake mixes. They could put a powdered egg in it, but you add the egg because it makes you feel like you're cooking. That is a fantastic nerdy business story. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Because story. it's so true. I definitely feel better when I crack the egg. That's like blue egg. Yeah. <laughs> I could buy the meal already prepared, but chopping the right. vegetables makes me yeah. feel like I made an effort. Like you're, you're doing cooking. something on behalf exactly. of my children. That is so funny. All right, we well, need a dessert. We need a dessert for this meal. Yeah, we definitely do. And apple pie has not yet been mentioned anyway as a favorite mom dish. It's because your kids haven't come on the show. Yeah, you're right. I sh we should interview them. They'd be good guests. <laughs> but Steve told us about his mom's basbusa. What is your favorite mom dish? An Egyptian dessert called basbusa. Ooh, what is that? Basbusa is made, different people make it slightly differently, but the way we make it, the ingredients are cream of wheat or farina, yogurt, sugar, butter, goodness. Bake it. Yeah, bake it. Put a little imprint in the top, put a slivered almond on it, cover it with syrup, let the syrup soak in and then enjoy. So you know, it sounds like almost like a flan consistency or like a baked pudding consistency. No, it's like, have you ever had a honey cake or a semolina yeah. cake? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's basically like that. Cool. Yeah. Okay, what I love about Middle Eastern sweets is how much freaking honey they put. Like, I've been like walking down the streets in Middle Eastern countries and you just see like bees buzzing all over <laughs> like the sweet shop. And I'm like, yeah, I want that. The bees know where it's at. Yeah, it's just drenched in honey. It's shiny and so yummy. All of it. So good. Oh my God, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> it's so true. So that rounds out the menu for Thanksgiving. So Sharon, I got one last question for you. Okay. What's your favorite mom dish? My favorite mom dish? That's such a good question. My mom used to make, she doesn't cook anymore, unfortunately. Like I think like we all grew up and she she just stopped cooking. We have takeout whenever we go to her house. Yeah, like, I know. I'm like, mom, I'm home. <laughs> come on. Like, do you not Yeah, my mom me? does it. She's like, I got a chicken from Costco. And yeah. I'm like, come on. I know. It's like, we, we go home just to get, just to eat your food, mom. But I don't tell her. That. I don't love you. I'm just using it for your food. <laughs> Said Sharon. Said me. But I remember she, I used to love her shake and bake chicken. I'm such a, I'm realizing now that my mom was such a shortcut mom, you know, like potatoes out of the box, shake and bake chicken, but that was always so good. And she would pair it with her out of the box mashed potatoes. <laughs> and that was comfort food for us. How about you? What's your favorite mom dish? You know, I used to say my mom's chicken curry, but now that I'm kind of semi-proficient at making it, it's kind of what you can't have or what you can't make. And this other Punjabi dish my mom makes is called chana patura, which is, it's kind of like a baked but fried flatbread with just spicy um, chickpeas. And it's so good. It's, you know, my grandma's recipe. 
I'm going to tell you kind of a, a kind of a, a sweet story, a sweet but sad story. My my late uncle Joe, years ago, it's like the year before Katrina, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he was living in California. And there was like a specialist in New Orleans, and he had to go get this surgery to get this tumor removed. And so New Orleans is pretty close to my parents in Alabama, so they drove down. I flew down to go help with the surgery, and this is my mom's younger brother, little brother, and so. He asked my, I didn't realize this till like I got to the airport and my parents picked me up and there's this giant, my parents had driven down, I'd flown down. There's a giant box of Indian cooking supplies in the trunk of the car. I'm like, what's going on, mom? And she was like, well, Uncle Joe said, because he's kind of scared, he he wanted me to me to make chana patura. And I was like, oh, wow. And so at the like hotel we're staying in, my mom gets like the hot plate, the deep fryer, and the whole hotel smelled like fried Indian food. <laughs> the surgery went well, everything went well, but we got to eat chana patura at the hotel. <laughs> like, That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful so thing. Anyway, anyway, my my favorite dish from my mom is chana patura. But you know, Okay. I think a lot of our guests, lately we've had a lot of guests that are parents like us, mm-hmm. but they're like, wait, what do you mean? The dish I make? <laughs> and I find that fascinating because people are like now switching out from we're kind of adults and we're making, yeah, we're in the middle of making new mom dishes. We are. We are. You know, my kids like to tell people that mommy only cooks on holidays <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take it. <laughs> At least that's a couple days of the year, right? So good. Well, I I hope your kids have some really great mom dishes this Thanksgiving, Sharon. Thank you. Same to you. Hope that your cornflake chicken turns out amazing. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We hope you have some great food this Thanksgiving and are celebrating responsibly this year and staying safe. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for listening. And that's our show. Like what you heard? Please subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Now more than ever, people need to be hearing these stories. Please share our show with a friend or three. Want to learn more or got something to share? Visit modmypod.com or email us, hi mom, at modmypod.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at modminpod. We'd love to hear from you. Now here's a preview of our next episode. Iranians honestly are some of the most hospitable people in the whole world. Just being in the streets and the hospitality of strangers and the kindness. There's just a culture. I honestly wish I could explain it. And even when I was there, I couldn't explain it. There's like a smell, the vibrancy, a feeling of being in the markets and in the streets. Everything is always a family gathering. It's always tons of food and dancing and tons of people. And so just that sense of community and vibrancy is really what I miss. That's it for now. I've been Ramin Segal. And I'm still Sharon Lee Tony. Remember, we're all modern minorities out there. We'll talk to you soon. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.